Hello, welcome to the Performing Animal Rights series where I talk to creative activists about their work in animal rights. This episode, I'm talking to Barbara Helen, who is a singer-songwriter. She is a committed vegan and animal rights activist, and she has performed her inspiring songs at vegan festivals nationwide, as well as activists' events. She works closely with the Animal Save movement, and this discussion is a really interesting conversation about creative practice, music, bearing witness, as well as the power of music, not just in communicating ideas around animal rights, but also keeping us as activists sane. Also, stay tuned for a beautiful song by Barbara performed at the end of this podcast. And before we get going, if you do like this series, please leave a review and share with anyone that you think would get value from this. Your support would be greatly appreciated. All that's left to say is on with the episode. Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for for agreeing to do this and to talk about your creative input in animal rights and your activism in animal rights. The first question I'd like to ask is kind of an origins question of what originally compelled you to write and perform songs about animal rights. Well, I've always written songs uh, from as far back as I can remember, just sort of and then picked up the guitar. And so it was a way of expressing myself. I'm not a trained musician. I'm self-taught. So um, it was just sort of a way of, of expressing emotions. And uh, over the years, I'd sort of written songs that now in retrospect seem quite naive, but at the time, you know, it was, it was sort of like, you know, um, getting those feelings out. But it's just something I've kept doing over the years, even though you sort of tend to sometimes step away from it and the guitar goes dusty in a corner, but then you pick it up again and it's still there and... Um, it's it's um you realize I realize how much I've, I've missed that expression so I think a lot of my songs before I got involved with animal rights they were very sort of personal very much sort of about keeping me sane you know sort of through the roller coaster of life and love and loss and 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 good and bad and and I, I did a a cd of all my songs called an unfamiliar place and one of the people who reviewed it said it's like it's like um a universal journey that we all go on and and I think that when when I started I suppose writing songs feeling feeling about the animal rights because that became almost like a muse because it was like prior to that it was all personal stuff it was all as I say love and things like that and uh, and then more about the environment and then I was vegetarian for a long time then nine years ago I, I sort of like got the light bulb moment became vegan and and so the, the songs began sort of channeling songs about animal rights because it was sort of like I was something I was feeling really deep about. And it's almost like you get this knot in your stomach and it's like pick up the guitar and then it comes out and it's good to have it there and then and then to play around with it. And it's almost like oh, I've said it now. It's there. It's, it's out. And it's, it's just a, a really good feeling. So, yeah, it was a progress, I suppose, because. If I was a painter um, and I started painting landscapes and then started to see other things, then I'd, I'd sort of like paint other things but because I'm a songwriter and a singer and involved in animal rights. That's the sort of thing that's coming up now in me and it's a, a, another way of keeping sane, as I say. And also from going back to the universal sort of 
um, journey being I found that a lot of the songs that I'm writing people who are who are either involved in animal rights or, or haven't thought about animal rights give me the feedback that yeah it's it's sort of they've heard they've heard something that they haven't heard before they felt something they haven't felt before so it's sort of reaching the parts that perhaps other images or other words haven't reached so that's that's why I write my songs <laughs> about animal rights I suppose I completely can say that I have had that I had that feedback by listening to your songs and then going that's how I feel and having it legitimized and having it and it's you're right it's different from someone just going I feel like this you've translated it into a creative form that is accessible and processes emotions differently to just like thinking about them yeah I can definitely say as as an activist by listening to your songs is there's definitely a uh, a confirmation of my emotions I didn't I didn't oh. know needed confirming until until I heard your song. So it's interesting you say when you were starting your, you, you were songwriter, singer-songwriter before you become animal rights, and then you felt like you were writing about yourself and then you started writing about others instead, the non-human, other the, the animal. Did you feel a creative shift there or an emotional shift that did something change in your creative process or your feeling of creativity when you were doing that? I suppose it was just uh, what became uppermost in my in my thoughts and in my perception, and it sort of ties in with emotions. So it just became in the forethought of my mind. It's it's like from the moment you go to sleep to the moment you, you know, from the moment you wake up to the go to sleep, it's always on my mind. It's always on, I think when you when you're involved in animal activism and and you are vegan and living a vegan lifestyle it's something that is always on your mind because you're always aware of it and so instead of being so introspective about personal emotion well it still is personal emotions but it's just another another um, dimension of of life really you know sort of uh, the environment the environmental issues and animal rights issues all come into my writing now and it's almost like that is become more apparent to me in my writing and because I don't sit down and think, well, I do have a couple of times in my life I, I need to write, I want to write a song about A, B or C. It's more just pick up the guitar and see what comes out and uh, and just let it flow naturally and then work on that. And and so I think it's just what's there at the moment. And the well has not run dry, you know, it's because every day I'm, I'm sort of like aware of a different angle. There's, a, there's the inspiration is always out there because um, there's so much to to sort of process and so much to say. And you realise how far you, you've come along on the vegan journey when, when you sort of, when I talk with people who have perhaps recently become vegan and I think, gosh, how, that was, yeah, how far, you know, how much I've become aware because it's just the start of the journey. Um, that, that sort of like um, wake up call, that wake up moment when you, when you make all the connections and uh, and then a whole you you open the door on a whole new universe, um, a vegan world that you know you're vegan in a non-vegan world, and um, and so that there's there's so many things hitting you, you know, sort of like from every sensory angle, you know, smell, taste, sight, feelings, uh, emotions, and um, yeah, so it's it's like that seems to have just become the main focus so I'm, I'm just sort of with it at the moment and it's been like that for the last nine years since I've become vegan really and and because I'm getting 
I suppose recognizing that it's it's something that people can relate to and for me it's like well I'm doing something that's helping you know to raise awareness so it's sort of a positive thing for me it's like as an animal rights activist you could you could wear a button badge you could sort of like say something in a supermarket or you could sort of wear a t-shirt or you can stand outside slaughterhouses or do av um anything's good any any activism is good but if you find your niche where you where you're sort of using a talent um that that you can sort of advocate for animals rights then that that's feels extra special and something that I, I sort of have to do because it's like yeah I'm going to use that and it's it's something positive so yeah so I think I'll be continuing doing that and and uh, as long as I can really good on behalf of uh, many <laughs> activists thank you for doing that I really appreciate oh. it from your journey from being from writing about yourself to writing about others is there a comparison there with do you feel writing about yourself and writing about non-human animals to be different or it feels the same because it's both so personal is there a comparison there at all I suppose I can't say how an animal feels I can have empathy and it's like when when um, the songs I was writing they were they were my experience for myself and perhaps sometimes seeing something in somebody else and then and then identifying with it so it's about identifying with the non-human animal and um as I say I can't can't sort of put myself in their in their shoes sort of thing but just putting myself in their in their place yeah and um and it's my feelings you know um you know our human feelings uh, I suppose yeah that that I'm putting over it's my perception, really. And just staying on that journey, of, well, from when you became an animal rights activist and you started writing songs about animals, and then up to now, as you mentioned, there's this kind of journey. It's not it's not that you turn vegan and then everything is straightforward. There's, there's a nuance there as well. I, I'm quite a different animal rights activist from when I became an animal rights activist to what I am now. Do you feel a difference in the type of songs or the type of words you're choosing in your in your songs from the early days of writing about animal rights to to now? Yes, I suppose it's when I first became uh, vegan, as, as I say, nine years ago, it was like, yippee, I'm vegan, you know, and almost like in a naive way, you know. So, so if I just say to somebody, look, I'm vegan and this is why, that all of a sudden it'd be like a house of cards it'll all collapse and everybody will go vegan with me you know and it's not like that at all no. <laughs> <laughs> um it's um so initially it was like this you know the, I suppose my songs have got more I don't like to write negative songs you know I mean because it it would be very not easy but it, you know sort of to paint a very bleak picture um because it, you know it is and you know when you're standing up for animals and the injustice that they they endure it's it's um it's a it's a pretty bleak harrowing sort of uh images that that a lot of people turn away from when they're shown that the, the facts and the reality on uh on screens like with with um a lot of the documentaries and things it's like people turn away and and um 
yeah, it's like it's it's sort of expressing that. But I always want to have sort of a positive hope in it. And we can do something. We can be the change. You know, it's down to me. It's down to you. You know, not just sort of like bleak hopelessness. So initially, I think, you know, sort of I, I felt sort of quite bleak. And then I realized that, well, the, the power is there within us all to do something, you know, whether it's sort of reach up to a shelf and take the non-dairy milk instead of the dairy milk. It's it's there, you know, it's being the change you want to see with every every sort of um, purchase you make, you know, you, you're sort of like voting for the world that you want. So it's, it's I think my songwriting's sort of developed from oh god isn't this awful you know why doesn't everybody see this to to more like hopefulness that yeah we are things are changing and um and it's down to us to make the change as individuals so that that sort of there is that hopefulness in within within the songs i think (laughs) yeah yeah definitely i think uh speaking as as an activist i don't know what you think about this but i think there's is definitely instilling hope in your creative practice and instilling solutions in your creative practice is a part mm. of activism in a way of saying this is terrible how do we stop this and you mm. you you encapsulate that in in songs which is really in a beautiful package which is really oh, really yeah. great um well that's that's that and again you put it very nice and succinctly it is it's, it is sort of like look isn't this horrible but what we can make it better and that's that's it's like the same with the um Obviously, you know, the animal save movement and the climate save movement and everything's hand in hand, really. And um, it's, you know, it is, it is, a, it's, there's no point in saying, well, there's no, you know, it's hopeless. Otherwise, everybody's just going to go out and spend up on the credit card. You know, you, you've got to, as you say, there has to be hope, you know, that we can, we can make things different, you know. And yeah, we can be, be have have a better world. <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed. One day. You mentioned the animal save movement and you obviously inspired a lot by that and you've worked with them. And that's where we, we've met you times outside this little house and it means yes. a lot to us as activists. What drew you to that movement to to slaughterhouse mm-hmm. vigils? What was it specifically about that action that was not appealing, but it drew you to well? Uh, became vegan and then I did hear about the animal save movement I think it was just through social media probably about seven years ago when when the movement first started and uh, it, it just sort of like you know this this flicker of light sort of uh, that you know uh, became aware of and then when uh, Anita Crank got arrested with the with the um, giving water to the pigs I think that was 2015 there was a lot of social media awareness about it because social media became more evident in my life you know when I sort of joined like the social media pages a lot of stuff came up on that and there was um one of my Facebook friends was um like Holly Holly Merry and she called herself Little Vegan and um she was bearing witness and she was the first person I heard of that was bearing witness after hearing about, you know, the the um, you know, getting arrested because of giving water to the pigs and, and the um, court case. And um, she she sort of was talking about a tattoo that she'd had. It was like, I see you, I hear you, I will never stop fighting for you, you know, about bearing witness. 
and that sparked a song. <laughs> so I wrote a song, Witness, and that was sort of like the chorus. I see you, I hear you, I will never stop fighting for you. And obviously I told her that. And from there, you know, I just felt drawn to, to bearing witness, you know. You know, so like you were on my mind everywhere I go. I look into your eyes, I see your soul. Just from what she was talking about, bearing witness, and from reading the the um, the information, I was just drawn to it from there, really. And I thought, I, I need to find out where locally I can help and, and be involved in this. And so that's where I found out about Northeast Animal Safe. Although it's sort of about an hour and a half away, you know, sort of it, it's, a, it's a manageable journey. Obviously, it's so... Um, so it, it took me a good few months, though, from from contacting them and saying, oh, when, when do you have your saves and, and thinking about going and yes, I'm going to go. And then, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I dare. And yeah. And then, you know, the, the first night before I, I arrived, you know, I just couldn't sleep. And, you know, it was a big build up to, to sort of going, which I think must be quite normal because it's, you know, it's not just a sort of nonchalant thing you turn up to do as a whim, you know, it's something you build up to because you sort of, you think, oh, I could never do that. I could never stand there. And, and you get that feedback from people. So it does take a lot of nerve to, to actually stand there and, and witness. Yeah, so that's what first drew me to it. Just that's, I think, that, that initial awareness. And and sometimes you get these little, little sort of things that you're drawn to and you're not quite sure why. And But it very often leads to, to sort of like some pretty special stuff. It's just like if you follow it. So... And uh, yeah, so it was down to Holly, I, I feel that she sort of like really opened me up into, into the world of bearing witness and animal save movement. And so it went from there. And the song I wrote, Witness, went, was on my first CD and it was a very sort of popular song and a lot of people could identify with it. So, Oh, fab. Yeah, I, I, I know that feeling well, the first vigil of going there it's so alien compared to normal life, isn't it? Like, what am I doing today? I'm getting up earlier than usual mm. um to drive to outside a sub a suburban sprawling place with an industrial estate attached to it and then i'm standing mm. there watching animals go into slaughter it's and meeting new people you've never met before or many people you never met before and it's such a uh but yeah you're, you're right it's, it's so special now once you mm. once you do it this is kind of it ignites something it ignites something in you for sure. It I, certainly totally, does, yeah. Totally it's something that. much deeper than you, you know, it's hard to explain. Um, you, you know, that connection. I can sort of see the animals in little flashbacks, you know, sort of they're all over, you know, the, the, they're there. You know, when you walk down the supermarket aisles, you know, you, you get the flashbacks of you know, the animals that you've witnessed. And, and the, you know, it's a very special bond with the people that you witness with as well, I feel. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's, some, there's something interesting on a side note to be said that how effective it is, but you're not, it's not graphic footage. It's not like an, a, a cube of truth where you're seeing the deed being done. You're not seeing the violence. You're seeing the preludes to the violence, but there's something even it's the experience, isn't it? It's that, it's that witnessing, which I'd like to mm. talk about a bit more of your experience of bearing witness. What does bearing witness mean to you as an activist and also as a creative well, as a person, uh, bearing witness, it's it's um, very very deep, very emotional, very very much a connection with with the animals that you're bearing witness to. They arrive, and you can hear the little hooves clattering, and be it the sheep or the pigs or the or the cows that arrive, 
and uh, and you can hear the breath and you know sort of and as they bump and and uh, sniff the air and something comes over you and you just sort of like there's almost like a calmness and you just sort of look them in the eye and just you know just sort of there's a connection there you just sort of perhaps quietly say oh, I'm so sorry you know you're so beautiful and you know we're sorry we're trying and uh, I mean I feel quite emotional just just saying that because yeah. you, you can smell them you can hear them you can feel the breath and and you, you just I get in my mind that hopelessness it's almost like a nightmare situation where you know if you stood in a line going towards the slaughter person and you know there's no turning back you know it's it's like your worst nightmare there's no turning back there's no escape you just have to keep going you know it's going to be your turn and um and that image goes through my mind it's just it's just sort of like touches all your emotions it's all your senses you know you are seeing them you are hearing them you are smelling them you are you know you're there with them and and as they go through the gate you know there's that stillness afterwards that everybody's you know that's bearing witness you you know everybody's feeling the same there's just that stillness that moment that you know everybody knows that that's it yeah they've gone there's no there's no return from that from that gate yeah thank <laughs> yeah. you thank you for sharing that i really appreciate i really appreciate you sharing that i know i know it's it is difficult to revisit especially when it's such a regular thing for us activists to go to these things and it's it's always there for sure like you said at the beginning it's it's always it's always on your mind yeah always on your mind you know every other you see on the telly every poster you know every shop that you pass every supermarket aisle everybody's basket you know it's it's just they they see a slice of bacon you see that little pig's face you know they see a pint of milk you see the calf being shot it's it's like living in a different world isn't it yeah mm-hmm. definitely it's a dystopian feeling to it for sure yeah yeah thank you for sharing that it, it's it sounds like um a, quite a sense sensory experience that you're you're hearing and seeing and really feeling an energy that's between you and yeah. the the non-human animal and the activists as well when you think about a vigil what do you think its purpose is as as a, as having that experience of bearing witness what do you feel the purpose of a slaughterhouse vigil for you for you is? Well, I mean, I suppose bearing witness is like the Leo Toy Story, drawing closer to the pain, you know, sort of um, instead when you see somebody in pain, don't turn away. When you see somebody, you know, be a human or non-human animal, draw closer to the pain, uh, go closer to them to offer comfort. So to me, a vigil is sort of, you, you were there, you were, you were sort of letting them know that you care. Animals pick up a lot more, you know, than, than, we, than we can imagine and um, a, a lot more in tune, you know, so with feelings and it's just being there for them, drawing closer to the pain and through the power of social media, you know, sharing that and letting people know that this is what I did this morning, you know, I was there you know, with the with these animals bearing witness with these people and that that raising awareness, but mainly, yeah, drawing close to the pain and, and being there. They're not just going through the gates alone. Nobody cares. You know, we care. Uh, we're there for you. So it's it's that sort of that feeling. Um, it feels important to be there to witness, 
and to share, you know, to, to share what you've seen, hopefully to, to inspire others to do the same or to, to plant a seed of who, the, who they are eating at the end of the day and what, what they have to suffer, you know, rather than just sort of this little package at the end of it, this, you know, this was somebody, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, a mix of things really. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a power there with and when I talk to non-vegans about what like a slaughterhouse vigil, like colleagues, I'll say I've just come from witnessing animals go into slaughterhouse and they go, What where's the slaughterhouse? It's just up it's just over there. And the shock of there's a slaughterhouse near that them and that mm. act is happening near them is quite I found that quite a shock to myself that people were shocked by that, even though it doesn't matter where the act is happening, it's still awful. But the, mm. the fact that we're capturing it and saying it's right here, just down your street, there's definitely a power, there's a powerful thing there that I've seen. That's that seems to be the through my anecdotal experience. That seems to be really quite a powerful point to share to yeah, people that it's, who are uh, in a town near you. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like almost like well, and like where we go to, it's. You wouldn't know it was a slaughterhouse, really, unless we were stood outside saying this is a slaughterhouse with a great poster on it, because it's just called Linden Foods, you know, yeah. and a lot of them are you know, processing plants, mm. you know, that, uh, you know, they're not saying what they are, and yeah. they're well hidden for a reason, and they don't have the glass walls for a reason, you know, and uh, you know, and the the cliche you don't take your kids to a slaughterhouse, but you tend to pick fruit. You know, I mean, there's a reason for that. You know, it's um, yeah. it's hidden. It's hidden from us for a jolly good reason because you know we aren't naturally salivating at the sight of of animals being killed. You know, and and butchered. It's sort of like not mm, yummy. It's it's mm. horrific. You know, yeah. um, you know, it's it's abhorrent. So yeah. that part has to be miss, missed out in order to to sort of sell the the product at the end. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're kind of filling that gap for sure. That's, that's right. I suppose it's yeah. like we are the glass walls. We'll bring the view to you. You know, here we are, you know, and this is, like, I know you don't want to see it, but there it is. You know, that's the yeah. truth. Um, so, yeah, it's sharing the truth as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what your songs do so well is is capturing all these emotions, like I said before, and projecting them out in, in such a beautiful way. Where, when you're performing these songs and writing them and the process of creating them, what emotions and feelings, like you talked about your emotions a bit, a bit about like the thinking of the, the, the animal and their, their journey. Do you science things see things from a distance first, then approach them, or are you bang in the middle of it, trying to grapple with these emotions, and then, like you said, picking yeah. up the guitar and just creating stuff, and then uh, forming it after? I suppose a prime example is um, I wrote a song called "I Saw You" after I'd been to a vigil, came home and just picked my guitar up, and and the song wrote itself, and that's very often how it is. It's like something I've seen and become aware of. And then express that uh, emotion. And as you say, you know, very often people can identify with that. Um, so yeah, it, it, that is that is the process. Really, it's about you know, sort of having something to say and uh, and expressing it in in song. You know, because it's for me, it's the, it seems an, a, a natural way to do that. You know, um, to you know, to, to, to be able to sort of like um, reach reach into that emotion and, and sort of share that emotion through through the lyrics and the and uh, and the music and it, it's quite interesting actually because I did perform at um, 
at a festival several years ago and uh, there were several animal rights stalls as well as um, eco stalls. So not everybody there was vegan. And I got up and sung my song called Just Like Us. And it's like, it was inspired by the chant, Just Like Us, animals feel just like us, they have families. And at the end of it, the, a woman came over to me that had been on one of the, the sort of um, eco stalls and said, she says, I've been here most of the weekend with, you know, there's been the animal rights stalls around me. She said, and it's just sort of like... Um, you know, I'm setting my way sort of thing. And they were just there. She said, but that song, she said, that's just hit me. It's just all made sense, you know. And so that I, that was just so special because I thought, well, that's that's great. You know, <laughs> that's just exactly what I hoped, you know, yeah. would, would happen if people hear these songs, you know, that it was, it's called that artivism, I suppose, you know, that... Um, reach that point you know you can sort of like several seeds can be sown you know sort of with with seeing posters and, and leaflets and people talking but if you can just sort of emotion get the emotion um because music as we know can really hit deep emotions if you if you sort of you've only got to look at films or documentaries it's like when the music comes in if you took the music out of it it wouldn't be so hard hitting or so you know a rise of emotion you know if the music was removed. So I think it's a very important part of our lives, you know, to have to have things musically expressed to us, to allow us to, to have an emotion with it, you know, rather than just reading a leaflet or looking at a screen. Um, if there's there's the music and the melody and the and the voice or the, you know, the they sort of rise and fall of the music to go with to go with uh, the image or the words it's it reaches a part of us that the other things can't you know and that's why it's so important to feel you know to, yeah, to get definitely. out songs <laughs> when you're performing so let's say you're at this you're doing this concert or at this festival and you're performing live or performing for a recording obviously they're very emotional songs so how do you keep those emotions in check if you do or do you just channel them through the singing and through your playing or is there certain a certain focus on on what you're feeling at the time of performing? When I when I perform the songs, it's almost like you're going to like a trance-like state, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, the, the, as the song flows. You know, I'm very familiar with the songs before I perform them, so that I don't have to look at words and, or anything. You know, you just you, it's part of you. And I do feel emotional. Like every time I sing "I Saw You," you know, I get a lump in my throat, especially at the end. And I always sort of give a little explanation of what the songs are about before I play them. So it gives people a bit of an insight into what inspired the song, because all the songs have been inspired by a personal experience. Yeah, it, it, I do feel the songs, especially in a live performance, because you feel a connection with, with people who you're performing the songs to with. And, and there's, you can feel that feedback, that emotional feedback. So, yeah, it is very much, you know, you, you're going through that journey I'm not separate from the song. There is a lot of emotion in in the performance as well because it's um, it's talking about real emotion. You know, it's it's um, so it's it's reliving that really. And uh, each each song, when I've talked a little bit about what inspired the song, I'm I'm sort of like setting a scene uh, for myself as well. You know, uh, because yeah, that's that's where I was when I wrote this song, and that's what it's about. And then perform the song. So. There's a lot of emotion, you know, goes into it. Yes, yeah. Which I think there has to be, you know, it's, it can't be too glib. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it, it is because I'm singing about 
emotional issues so it's 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 not so uh, yeah so so sometimes I mean you know, I can I can feel the the anger and or the you know that sort of like um that stirring feeling you know come on let's get this together or yeah. you know I'm unhappy with that you know so it's it is a bit of a roller coaster <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's really interesting and there's a, I think there's a inner activist there as well oh yeah you're right it's I need to get this out I need this this mm-hmm. This is such a powerful feeling and it's such an important topic that this needs to be this needs to be performed and connected with as many people. It's interesting just talking to you about how your creative practice covers not just about communicating the message of animal rights to people who are listening, but also you at the beginning talk about your sanity as well. But it's also helping with other activist sanity. So there's this kind of it's it's not just about getting the message out it's also keeping us keeping us going and inspiring us and kind of keep keeping us sane and expressing our emotions in a way that validates them which is really it's really interesting because when you think about when i talk about creative creativity in in artivism and things like that there's this kind of thinking well it's just about getting the message across in a lovely way in, a, in an attractive creative way but there's so much depth to that isn't there it's not just about the audience it's also about us as creatives it's also mm-hmm. about our community of activists around us and it's also about the non-human animal mm-hmm. that we're talking about so that's really it's really powerful to hear you talk oh, about all this like depression is a huge part of uh you know it's i always feel that becoming when you're vegan it's like you, you've gone into a grieving process and I wrote a song about that. It's called Grief Remains because you know, it's like you are in a constant grieving process. You know, you're angry, you get depressed and it's like just keep going around in a circle. And it's it's hard emotionally witnessing these things and, and being becoming aware of these things. Ignorance is bliss, you know. So, yeah, it is a way of keeping sane because you can find yourself in a very dark place because you're seeing things that, other people are sort of like blinkered to, you know, and yeah. So yeah, there is that definitely. Yeah. Lovely. So I suppose the last question is, it's quite a broad question and an ambitious question, but what role does creative practice have in the animal rights movement? It fits in really well. I think there's so many places, you know, so many ways of being becoming active. And I think it's, it's just one way that slots in really nicely with everything else. It's just a part of the whole without it you know very lopsided as I say I think it's going to reach emotions in people the other parts every everything is equally important I feel you know um all the different roles are equally important and uh one complements another and it's just part of it because it's part of the human condition isn't it it's like what what we respond to as people on all different levels, sight, sound, hearing, smell, music, you know, the whole thing. It's like words, everything um, goes into, into sort of getting a message across. And I think it's it's a really important way of, of trying to help people to open their eyes, to see what's going on around them, to, to make the world a better place and for the animals and, um, you know, to stop this injustice of uh, speciesism and you know for animals to become equals you know we are all animals we are all earthlings you know um we are all interacted interactive um and we all we are in balance with each with you know everything has its place 
and so I feel that that's part of it you know that um, that arts in the music and and in animal rights activism is a huge plays a huge part definitely yeah yeah for sure it's um <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and I think your your work your songwriting and your and your songs just reflect that perfectly and play such a vital role in uh, speaking personally in my activism is such a inspiration so I really appreciate all all the work you do and all the activism you do and your passion is just inspiring are, are you okay performing performing one of your songs yeah I would love to <laughs> I just happen to have a guitar here. No, that's <laughs> earlier. Well, this this song I'll play for you. <clears throat> it's called. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, because I've just got this is this is a new CD hot off the press, and it's called One Voice. And initially, it was going to be called Vegan Family. However, um, I was asked to write a song for Regan, uh, Regan Russell, the activist um, that was tragically killed. Um, outside of a slaughterhouse in Toronto and it would be the first anniversary was coming up and um, I was asked by Anita and the team to write a song for Regan which I did and it was called One Voice and so the album became called One Voice but another song that I was also asked if I would write was about um, they they were wanted a song to play outside of a slaughterhouse where people were complaining that we don't want this in our backyard you know it was affecting the community and uh, and the activists were standing outside and saying look this is a slaughterhouse um you know and this horrible things are happening here and and the community people were coming over and saying oh yeah we don't like this not in our backyard and so there were so many elements went into it and they said would you write a song that that could be played out you know while we're bearing witness to sort of like try and try and sort of like capture the ears of the of the locals as well so, so it's sort of like all combined in, into this song. So it's called um, Live Kindly, Tread Lightly, Live Vegan. When you look at the world through an animal's eye As you stand before your rights, saying, not in my backyard, we witness for justice and liberty. Your food should be grown, never be born. Death is not a harvest. Your food should be grown. Leave the animals alone. Live kindly, tread lightly, be vegan. We are animals. We are all earthlings. Live kindly, tread lightly, be vegan. We are all animals. We are all We have only one earth, this is our home, one world, 
Thank you very much that was beautiful thank you so much for performing that that was really touching and just so poetic as well um it was lovely yeah thank you barbara for joining me today and thank you the listener for listening if you find value in this podcast this series please leave a review which will really help reach more people share follow subscribe download It'll really help reach the people who are looking for this kind of thing. 
There's many more episodes to come, so sit tight. But in the meantime, take care and goodbye.